0: Well, blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the the Word podcast. We're going to continue our examination of the Word of God. And we're in 1 Thessalonians right now in the fifth chapter. And we're coming to the end of this letter that Paul had written to the church in Thessalonica. And if this is the first episode with well, us, go back and check the previous ones. You'll sort of see what's going on. Uh, Paul is ending by really encouraging them to build one another up, okay, to love one another, even as they're doing. He's showing them how to live together. And he uh, told him, he said, you know, I request of you that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you, the ones who have charge over you in the Lord and that give you instruction. And he said, esteem them very highly because of the work that they do. And then the next phrase was live in peace with one another. And remember this, this is one of the best ways that you can highly esteem those over you, the ones that are leaders, whether it's your Sunday school teacher. And this is the wild thing about leadership. Quite often we want to point to one individual in the pulpit. And that is a very, very, very limited uh, view of leadership within the body of Christ. Every portion of the body of Christ leads in some form or fashion. And I got all sorts of examples I used to use for that kind of stuff. And so if you uh, if you want to know about curtains and how to make curtains, don't come to me. I can't lead you on that. Go to Ms. Alma over here. She can lead on that. And boy, she's the one, okay? We're all leaders within the body of Christ. And so if you want to really highly esteem one another, then live at peace with one another. And he tells us how to do it in 1 Corinthians 5, verse 14. He said, we urge you, brethren... Admonish the unruly. This is actually a way that you live in peace with one another. If somebody's being unruly, admonish them. Say, hey, don't do that. Don't behave that way. Encourage the faint-hearted. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. And these are things that we're called to do, we're instructed to do, we're commanded to do, and yet so often we don't do it. And we do it uh, because of a false sense of uh, spirituality and religiosity. We'll say things like, well, no, no, I'm not supposed to judge. We're told in Scripture not to judge one another. It's one of the most misused and misquoted portions of Scripture. Okay, He tells us to do these things, not to do them in hatred, not to do it in the heart of arrogance and hubris and pride, but to admonish, to encourage, to help, to be patient with one another. And then verse 15 said to make sure that no one repays evil for evil. So if someone did an evil thing to you, well, don't respond to evil, but we are all to seek after that which is good for one another and for all people. So we saw this in the last episode. Now, listen what happens right now. This is First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. Rejoice always. That's it. It's a two-word verse. And this is sort of interesting. I guess has something pop in my mind. So I have a question to which I don't have an answer. <laughs> I have a lot of those. Uh, you know, quite often when we're reading these letters, we'll see that it'll be one sentence. And that one sentence may be three verses because Paul wrote long sentences. And these next three verses, verses 16, 17, 18, are all one sentence. But it's just an average-length sentence. You could have done this sentence as one verse. I wonder why the people that did the chapter divisions and the versification, why they chose to do it this way. I don't know. Because verse 16 says, rejoice always. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. Verse 18, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, I suspect that they might have divided it up like that to give emphasis you know, because it's this little trifold type of thing. We see that all through scripture, little three point things. You know, quite often people make jokes about how sermons are, are you know, three points and a, a joke or something like that in a story. You know, uh, I sort of long for those days. Now I hear uh, uh, more than three stories and no point most of the time, you know. Uh, the point right here with this is the will of God. And this verse right here so struck me years and years and years ago. I'm trying to think how many years ago—about 35 years ago—and I was just coming out of all the academic endeavors and spent nine years in uh, colleges and grad schools and all that kind of stuff. And you're coming out through the last degree, and you're thinking, "Okay, God, where am I? Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to be doing with this?" And you know, I'm talking with all these churches. I think I interviewed with sixty-something churches in some form or fashion over a six-month period of time, and that was cool. You know, most of the time they just call you on the phone. You get off, you think. Well, no God, I don't think I'm really. I don't. I don't feel led there. Uh, sometimes I felt very led to some of them. I never heard another word from them. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. And so you're just sitting there hanging out. I look back now over 35 years and go, well, nothing's changed much, right? But one of the primary things that popped up among uh, the graduate students uh, is, well, what is the will of God? What is the true will of God? What does it mean, the will of God? And so there's several portions of the Scripture that deal with this. Of course, we're looking at it from just a logistical point of view. You know, where am I supposed to go? Where am I supposed to move? Where am I supposed to have a job? God, where do you want this ministry to take place? Well, one day, uh, one of our professors, and he was actually my piano professor. I was his graduate assistant at that time. uh, Some of us were talking about that. And he says, oh, the Bible tells you point blank what that is, what the will of God is. I went, what? And he took us to these verses right here. And he says, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So if anybody ever asks you, well, what is the will of God for us? Here's what the will of God is for us in Christ Jesus. This is the will of God for us as the body of Christ, as we are living here, as Uh, pictures and literally images of him. We see that in Genesis, that we are imagers of God. We're made in his image. This is how we're supposed to function. With that mindset, listen to it again. We are to rejoice always. We're to pray without ceasing. And we are to in everything give thanks. So to break it down even more, rejoice, pray, thanks. We're to rejoice always. That doesn't mean that there's always going to be times of rejoicing, but in the midst of times of sorrow, we rejoice. We're to pray without ceasing. People say, well, how can you do that? You got to go to sleep. (laughs) Really now? No, it means the attitude, the heart, the mindset is to be in communion with the Lord, the most high, to abide with him constantly. Don't do anything that will cut off that that abiding. If you cut off the abiding, to me, that's the definition of sin. You see it in John. John 15, we're to abide in him. Stepping outside the abiding of the Lord is where you start sinning. So we're to rejoice always. We're to pray without ceasing. We have this mindset of being in communion with him. We go to sleep with him. We dream with him. We wake up with him. We live with him during our awake hours. And then in everything, give thanks. It didn't say give thanks for everything. All of us have many, 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 many things in our lives that occur for which we are not thankful. They're hard times. They're difficult times. They're curveballs of life. But even in the midst of that, give thanks. So what are we to do? Okay, What are we to do to live in peace with one another? What are we to do to manifest the presence of the Most High God among one another as, as believers and among the world? We're to rejoice always We're to pray without ceasing in everything we are to give thanks. Just reflect upon that for a moment and think about what God would do if we would simply do that. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.